conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Well, eight days after that awful fire in the Joburg CBD, so many conversations, important conversations about how to improve the lives of people who are living in these buildings. They're often controlled by landlords who use violence to control them. You've heard from many city and provincial officials through the week about their plans to deal with hijacked buildings, to remove people from them, to remove landlords from them. What should we really be doing to help people who are living in this situation. The Archbishop of the Anglican Church in Southern Africa is Archbishop Tabo Makhoba. He joins us now. Archbishop Makhoba, good morning to you, sir, and thank you for your time. Good. Thank you so much. Good morning, Stephen, and good morning to your listeners. I think there, there are many emotions in our society about this. There's a lot of, of uh, frustration, a lot of hurt, I think a lot of sadness. There's also, from what I can hear, some anger and frustration. And I can't see any easy solutions to the issues of hijacked buildings in Joburg and Durban and many other cities. How do you believe we should be responding? Uh, thank you, Stephen. Uh, indeed, there is a welter of, of emotions uh, around uh, these buildings. Um, you know, just walking with uh, religious leaders and a few cities of city officials this uh, Wednesday just um, made me as a South African a, a bit scared. And, I, and um, you know, I'm a hope, hopeless optimist. Uh, but when when I was working, I, I, I realized that we, a couple of them were sitting on a time bomb. And, uh, and, and I talk as a cleric, Stephen, because sometimes I believe that uh, after death, resurrection, some of these buildings, uh, quite frankly, as a naive, non-business person, but who's hopeful, need to be pulled down, uh, Stephen, because they are not uh, good for habitation. Um, and at least, uh, uh, again, the other possibility is to go back to the inspectors, fire inspectors, uh, sanitation inspectors, just to check these buildings if they are ready for habitation. Do they comply? Do they have uh, uh, water? Do they have electricity? Are they overpopulated or not? Uh, it's, it's, it's uh, again, a, a possible solution throwing to uh, many uh, possible solutions, but we, uh, what I'm sure is we cannot have uh, this building in our city. We will forever, as religious leaders, be going there uh, to pray for those that have sadly died, those that have been injured. I mean, we spent Wednesday, and I said politics aside, blaming aside, uh, these are people uh, that have been hurt. These are people that have seen their friends and relatives die after jumping, these are people, uh, whether they are South Africans or not, that have been traumatized by, by this uh, uh, tragedy, uh, mm. uh, Stephen. Maybe we religious people, firstly, must go on our knees and pray, uh, pray that the burials will go okay, the DNA testing, and uh, and then finally uh, enable people to start moving uh, emotionally and spiritually from there. And then go to our principals, uh, the, the city fathers and mothers, and just really bang on their doors and say, we, 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 we cannot create uh, such rot uh, because we will be back here. Uh, we need to do, as I said, shut some of this building. Uh, 
Uh, we need to find, because uh, housing in South Africa, and I know shutting is an insensitive statement because there's a backlog in terms of housing, but there are those constitutional provisions that says uh, people have to have housing. So that, I hope, even the city fathers and mothers will help us uh, achieve. Um, in the end, it comes down to resources, and I hate to, to talk about this with you, sir, but it comes down to money. <laughs> um, mm. Councils will say they don't have the money. If they send uh, inspectors in, the inspectors will say people must be removed from this place. I have no doubt that's what they would say. And the people will say, we don't want to move because there's nowhere for us to move to. Someone will go off to court. Um, they will enforce their rights in many di- different directions. Um, there's, you mentioned people, you know, trying to avoid the sort of blame. Um, it seems to almost be unavoidable in our society at the moment. Everyone blames everybody else. And I sort of understand why, but, but still, I don't know if there's a different way to try and help people in this position. It requires, everyone's told us, a long-term effort to make a real difference to our inner cities. Is there another approach we can try that doesn't just end up with all of us shouting at each other and going to court all the time? <clears throat> Stephen, you're right. You know, I, I said then, said, well, and I, I listened to commentary, and uh, some people are digging their heels that as this political party, this is what we're supposed to do and not do. But this is perhaps uh, a crisis, uh, a Kairos moment that says, hey, uh, <laughs> business people, uh, this is a crisis. This might actually be an opportunity. Hey, uh, a government, don't act helpless um, if you don't have uh, the fiscals. Uh, what are some of the possible um, partnership uh, that we can have? Uh, how is social housing in other global cities uh, working, and how is it funded? I, mean, I, I think there were condom- condom- condominiums in, in, in places like Canada. I know they are very expensive, and people can't afford. But there, there has to be that plan where there's uh, business and government partnership to enable uh, even low-cost housing in the city centre because, after all, people have taken uh, the, the city. So that's, that's one possibility. Uh, but it will need moral courage and clarity in the first instance to engage those that are already in those buildings to say, here is a long-term business plan. Uh, please be part and parcel of it. And government maybe can use uh, some of its bonds to sponsor first-time um, house owners in the city center and, and where these low-cost houses are built. Already, Stephen, I was looking at Marshalltown. Marshalltown, those buildings are beautiful old buildings. They were not maintained. There are shacks uh, just down uh, the next street after Frederick and Albert, um, there is uh, empty land there. Uh, we we just need to have the moral courage and the clarity and explain. And you know, you can't replace social engagement. Engage those people uh, over and over again. Move them piecemeal. And once uh, you've got one building, don't leave it to lie fallow. Mm-hmm. Uh, work on it. Uh, uh, as you can hear, Stephen, I don't have a business solution, but sure. all I'm saying is we, we, we can't sit back and, and, and blame each other. There has to be a plan on the table, and the people must be engaged. And in certain instances, for their own safety and the safety of the city, some may need to be moved uh, to 
uh, safer, more habitable um, places uh, that belong to uh, the city. And some of them work in the streets and they may be encouraged to, to pay some form of uh, rental for the services that they get. Uh, and that will uh, give some revenue to the city. Archbishop, thank you very much indeed for your time, sir. Tabo Makoba is the Archbishop of the Anglican Church in South Africa.